Hi, welcome back to episode 25 of The Radical Christ. And today we are looking at Nicodemus and the Great Reset. In fact, his conversation with Jesus might be about the greatest reset ever. I'll see you soon. So Nicodemus is a character we're going to introduce today on the Radical Christ and he engages with Jesus in John's Gospel in a very well-known passage about a great human reset. Now the phrase the great reset (coughs) came about right about the time that the COVID-19 virus was beginning to spread all over the planet in January of 2020. At that time, the World Economic Forum met under the theme of the Great Reset. And it was summed up well as they looked at the economics and the growth of the planet um, in terms of world economies. And IMF Director Kristalina Georgieva listed three aspects there of sustainable response. She said, if we're going to grow, it needs to be green growth, it needs to be smarter growth, and it needs to be fairer growth. That is the criteria for the Great Reset. Because the gap between rich and poor is continuing to widen everywhere, the world could in fact do with a reset. But it's not just the WEF that knows about a great reset. Christian writer Anne Lamott, who's an American novelist, a Christian, a recovering alcoholic, um, a single parent and a political activist known as the people's author in America has said this, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. I think it's a great saying. Everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. Nicodemus agrees with the WEF Great Reset and with Anne Lamott switching everything off and on for a while. Who's Nicodemus, you ask? Well, he's an interesting Bible character who only appears in John's Gospel where he's introduced as a Pharisee and a Jewish ruler. That makes him a religious Pharisee, religious ruler, elder in the community, but also a Jewish ruler. Although the Romans were in control, they gave the Jews a certain amount of local authority, and Nicodemus was one of these power people. So he was a political and a religious authority. He only exists in John's Gospel. It's quite possible that he's a a creation of John's writing and he's using him as a character device in the explanation and story of, of Jesus. Remembering what we've always said in The Radical Christ, the best stories are absolutely true. The greatest myths are absolutely true. Scripture is absolutely true, therefore but it might not actually have happened. And so Nicodemus might not actually have happened, but 
that makes him all the more powerful because if John has thought about creating Nicodemus, everything about him is significant. And those are the things I want to lift out about Nicodemus today. So he makes three appearances in the Gospel of John. Nowhere else do we hear about him. All of the appearances are at night, and light and dark in John's Gospel are very significant. <clears throat> as they are for us in the life of Jesus, um, as it is for us in spiritual practice, we talk about enlightenment, and in psychology and in therapy work, we talk about shadow work. So light and dark are very powerful images, and Nicodemus only appears in John's Gospel in the dark. Here the three times. He comes in chapter 3 of John's Gospel to ask Jesus about a new way of living. And that's what we're going to focus on today, the Great Reset. In chapter 7 of the Gospel, he also advocates for Jesus with his fellow, fellow Pharisees, asking that Jesus be given a fair trial. Well, that really doesn't work. And if you read in chapter 7, you'll see he just get, his advocacy is completely dismissed by his colleagues and his peers. And then finally, Nicodemus appears when he joins Joseph of Arimathea in preparing the body of Jesus for burial in Joseph's tomb. And Nicodemus is recorded as donating a hundred pounds of myrrh and aloes for the embalming process of Jesus' dead body as it's laid in the tomb on the Good Friday night, or Bad Friday night in that case. Now, important to notice that the usual amount required for the embalming of a body was five pounds of spouses, and Nicodemus's extravagance of going 20 times more in his donation says how extravagant and deep his love for Jesus is. It's, it's kind of an echo of that other story in the Gospel of where Mary comes and pours out a pound, a whole pound in weight of pure spikenard, very expensive perfume, pours it out at the feet of Jesus extravagant love. So those are the three appearances of Nicodemus. His name is also very interesting. So if he's a creation by John, here's the thought-provoking um, thing. If he's a real character, it's ironic. Okay. Either way, his name is fascinating. His name means victory to the common people. Interesting setup. Jesus, the Son of Man, talking to Nicodemus, political and religious leader, Pharisee and Jewish ruler. And he's talking, they're talking about a great reset. And the very name of this Jewish Pharisee, this Jewish ruler, religious leader is Nicodemus. Now, Nikkei, we all know from the swoosh on our, on our sports shoes, Nikkei or Nike means victory. And Demos means the common people, as we have it in democracy, ruling by the common people. Well, it's interesting in New Testament Greek, wherever demos is used, it refers to the rough rabble crowd. So, so Nick, Nicodemus could be translated as the representative of the victorious rabble. This elite leader is in fact, in this conversation with Jesus, introduced as a character who's speaking on behalf of the victorious rabble in John's Gospel. And he's asking Jesus about the greatest reset ever, the switching off and on of our very identities, as Anne Lamott referenced earlier. There they are. 
talking to each other, quite a stylized rendition by an artist, but it gives you some sense of the intensity of the discussion by night in the shadows. Let's hear it from John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. Jesus, uh, from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Kingdom can also be tra translated as power or reign. Nobody can see the reign of God without being born from above, from on high. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can you enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I say to you, no one can enter the reign of God, the power of God, without being born of the water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows wherever it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from, or where it goes. So it is with everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel and you don't understand these things? Truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have life eternal. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that, whoever, that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. That's the reading from the Gospel of John. Just quick sidebar notice that in in the greek the word for wind and the word for spirit is pneuma and it is the same word so breath wind spirit same word in greek this mysterious life force um, and the ancients recognized that this that moved in and out felt the same as the wind they saw the power the dunamis of the wind that moved the trees and blew the dust around. They knew also that there's the same feel going in and out and so they associated it with the spirit of life, the spirit of God. And so if this, this breath stops, you're dead. And so this life-giving spirit is this conversation between the waters of the womb and the spirit of the wind. Listen to the wind. It blows wherever it wants to. Don't try to control it. It's like life. You can't control it. So in this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus, and in a discussion that has been completely misunderstood by so many Christians, Nicodemus, whose nighttime appearances symbolize the shadowy internal nature of the greatest reset, is informed by Jesus that no one can see the rule of God unless that person is born from above. You need complete transformation, Nicodemus. 
says Jesus. That's the greatest reset. And so Jesus makes it very clear, a, cl- a complete transformation of the way we look at the world and the way we behave in the world is required. There has to be a great reset. Our natural survival drives, our selfish interests, our power plays and our perpetual domination of those who are weaker or poorer than ourselves have to be reset, has to change in a radical transformation that is every bit as dramatic as being born completely new, being born afresh, but this time not from water, but from the breath of God, the life-giving breath, the pneuma. It's a radical transformation. But it's what the world needs. We have to switch ourselves off completely. Our selfishness must be switched off and the new life allowed to happen. So let's be very clear. If we take this passage and get into it and the the meaning of the words, you see, as Richard Raw has said so well, it's not that we The problem is not taking the Bible literally or taking the Gospels literally. The problem is we don't take it literally enough. And so born again is not an elitist rank. Born again is not some super duper qualification in Christianity. And it's so sad for me that born again has come to mean some kind of spiritual superiority for some fundamentalists. Have you been born again? And if you don't even understand the question, well, then you haven't, and then you're judged, and then you're excluded. That's nothing like what Jesus was talking about here. Jesus was saying to Nicodemus, the victorious representative of the common common rabble, he was saying, in other words, through Nicodemus to everybody, that there is a deep inner change process that can happen in the depths of our being. And the fact that Nicodemus always shows up at night, this representative Nike victory, Demos, the rebel, this representative of the victorious rebel Nicodemus shows up in the darkness, suggests that this change process, this being born of the Spirit, this renewal, this greatest reset, happens in the despairing dark nights of our souls. It's when we're broken. It's when we're suffering. It's when life makes no sense whatsoever, like it wasn't making sense for Nicodemus. And he comes in the night from his position of power and authority, none of which are helping him make sense of his life and purpose for his life. He comes and asks Jesus, what must I do? And Jesus says, you need a reset. Switch your life off. Let it switch on, but let it switch on with a whole new orientation. And then Nicodemus shows up two other times to advocate for Jesus to get a fair trial and then to help bury him with Joseph of Arimathea. And in that story, we see that we are ready for this rebirth when we know the taste of defeat and failure, when we are in the dark night. And when we have experienced that failure, that brokenness, that sacred wounding, 
then we can advocate and attend to the crucified and the broken ones just as Nicodemus did for Jesus. That's how you know you've been born of the Spirit from above. It's got nothing to do with being elite and super duper and having arrived. It's about having only just begun out of the depths of your own brokenness and your own failure. So to close, the message in John chapter 3 and this wonderful character, the shadow character of Nicodemus, through him Jesus is saying, don't tell me, show me. Don't be as arrogant as look at me like a little stick figure, I'm born again. No, don't tell me you're born again. Show us all that you have been born of the Spirit from above and that you know the reign of God within you by the sacrificial service of your life. That's how we change the world. Not by being elitist, but giving victory to the common rebel and identifying with them in acts of compassion and in acts of advocacy to make everyone's future better. That's the greatest reset of them all. That is the radical Christ. So thank you once again for attending and being interested in this topic and in this journey of Nicodemus and the Great Reset in chapter 25 of the Radical Christ. Take care and see you soon.